The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Maybe that has you thinking about, oh, getting back into some activities that you normally do in the spring, certainly into the summer. And that's what we're going to tackle today with Grant Fedorik in our edition of Fit After 40, of course. Grant, uh, owner and physiotherapist at Leading Edge Physiotherapist. Hey, Grant, how you doing? Oh, Jaylin, isn't it beautiful? I mean, who <laughs> thought that it would take us this long to start having this conversation? But <laughs> what better conversation than to have on a day like today? Let's dream about what we can do when that snow disappears. Absolutely. All right. And I just want to remind everybody that if they do have a question for you to get them in now, because people tend to hold off to the very end and then uh, we miss out. So 780-496-0063 if you have, have a question for Grant. Grant, before we get into any specifics, I think one of the things that for, for a lot of us right now, well, maybe not a lot of us, but some folks anyway, have been fairly sedentary over the past number of months and, 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 and you're thinking, thinking, oh, I'm going to get back out there and do things. What do we need to remember as we're getting back out there and doing things? Because that's oftentimes when we try to go too hard, too fast, we end up hurting ourselves. Well, I think you just hit it on the head, Jalen. I mean, again, I keep saying you've pretty much almost got a degree through, you know, the time we've spent together on the radio. But I think that's number one. People get back to it and want to get back to it. Rightfully so. They're excited to get going. And I think they often just pick, think they can pick up where they left off. And that's not the way to approach it. You need to start slow. You need to have a plan. Uh, I always advocate somebody sits down and says, this is what I want to do and break it down into chunks. So whether it's, I, mean, I want to talk golf today, so we'll get there. But mm-hmm. if it's running, then let's let's talk about running. If it's a certain distance you want to get up to, don't go out and start running like you left off, especially if you haven't been running through the winter. You might have to start out with a walk and set time frames and set goals and put it down to an actual achievable model where you don't just say, okay, I'm going to start with a 10-minute run. Because even a 10-minute run when you haven't ran all winter mm-hmm. can lead to all kinds of problems. And then, of course, the thing we talk about a lot, and I do want to remind people, is is it it's very important that you have the right um, equipment. Mm-hmm. And so we've talked about running shoes before. Don't just pull out those running shoes that have been in the closet that you've ran on for the last five years and think, okay, I'm this is it. I'm, you know, I'm going to get outside. I'm the mask is coming off for me to go for a little bit of a run, and and you forget that, yeah, okay, the mask came off, but make sure you're wearing good shoes. And and of course, we don't advocate running next to somebody if you're not wearing a mask. Yeah, it's interesting. I was joking around earlier about gardening because so many people got into gardening last year. It was just, mm-hmm. I mean, the greenhouses were crazy busy. But even that, just the bending over motion, uh, the crouching down motion, if you're doing that, maybe planting a garden or, or, or picking a garden, whatever it is, all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh I do have hamstrings. I do yeah. have muscles in my butt. Like, it's it's amazing. You think, oh, this is fairly easy. Um, but th- those repetitive motions can really add up and, and cause grief. Yeah, or mowing the lawn. I mean, how many, you know, as soon as that grass is out there, it's got that, you know, that covering we want to clean up and, and people off they go, they grab the mower and they start pulling on it. And uh, you have no idea how many patients I've treated over the years that got a lawnmower injury and no, it wasn't from rolling over their toe. It's from pulling on that cord and it, the lawnmower is not starting on the first pull. So they pull and they pull and they pull and get guess what? They pull something Uh, and it's not the lawnmower. It's that 
posterior delt or it's the rotator cuff I'm treating. And you know, that, that two minutes, I'm going to go out and mow the lawn turns into six weeks at leading edge. So, yeah. so I, I want to remind everybody, pay attention. Don't be afraid. I don't want people to be scared, but do know when you're starting an activity, there's certain things you can look out for no matter what it is that you're doing. And that's those, you know, it is normal to have some soreness, but it's not normal to feel something sharp and it's not normal to feel a pain. So, okay, if it feels a little bit tired after you've done it, that's one thing. But if you're pulling on that, whether it's a chainsaw or a lawnmower and you're pulling it and it's starting to get really sore in the back of your shoulder, don't just keep pulling because otherwise you're going to pull up to one of our clinics and, and that's not what we want. We want you to stay out of our clinics as best as possible. Yeah, without a doubt. I know one of the things that so many people uh, absolutely love to do is play golf, and they fought long and hard to uh, get back on the on the golf courses last summer. We're going to see more of that this summer, without a doubt. And that is one of the things that you wanted to focus on today. And again, if you're not a golfer, um, that's okay because I think that there's there's a conversation here for you as well because there's some really good tips to keep in mind when it comes to getting out and starting golfing again because again you you think golf is an easy thing grant (laughs) but there's a lot of twisting motion there's a lot of uh well there's just a lot of motions going on in the body isn't there yeah absolutely and i wanted to talk golf for my mental health and so this is a little (laughs) bit of cathartic approach to you know being trapped inside myself and so that's why i brought it up but anybody listening substitute the word golf for any activity really yeah. some of the some of the advice i'm going to talk about are things that you need to in the way to approach a return to the season this year is very similar to if you want to return to or you're going to be doing more walking gardening running all of those things even if we you know we do know that as some of the restrictions start to ease up, a lot of uh, us uh, are active in games and activities like soccer and those, and those will be available coming up through the summer. I I mean, I'm going to be an optimist. I want to believe that we're going to get back to something like that this year. So let's hope. And if we're hoping for it, we might as well start preparing now. So, you know, if we got time, we can get started as soon as you're ready, Jalen. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing. Do you need to warm up? Do you need to do stretching? Do you do you stretch before? Do you stretch after? Yeah, great question. I often tell people the time to stretch is after, the time to warm up is before. And there's a little bit of difference. So more dynamic stretching before, which means get the body moving. Try to move your body through a range of motion. So if if you are, you know, getting ready, whether it's golf again, or if we want to talk about any activity out there, that would be swinging a leg forward and backward, side to side, bringing your knee up to your chest and starting to bring that, kicking your heel to your bum. More dynamic activity, things that get the muscles moving are the way that we approach a pre-warm-up. A light little, a brisk walk or a light little run and short Mm. and not long and not too hard before you start the activity. And believe it or not, yes, that even includes things like mowing the lawn. It's not a bad idea to do those kind of activities before you start pushing that lawnmower. Getting your arms rotating at, at the side, just holding them and doing kind of circles with the arms is a great one. Swinging the arms, you know, from front to back, side to side, also gets the shoulders warmed up. Moving the neck side to side, doing some rotations with the neck but you can tell all of those activities i'm describing are all movement oriented none of them designed to hold a stretch 
And so to go to the stretching, we typically do dynamic before and some light static stretching afterwards is the recommendation. So if you've worked some muscle groups, so with golf, of course, you're going to work a lot of them, upper body, lower body, but you are also with running and gardening. So like I said, substitute anything I'm saying involved as far as golf goes, it would be all of the other activities as well. So afterwards, you're going to pick some of the major muscle groups. You don't need to take 20 minutes of post-activity stretching. You do need three to five minutes. And and uh, advice you've heard on this before, if you're over 30, you probably don't need to hold it for more than 30 seconds. So <laughs> if you are doing a stretch, just hold it for 15 to 20 seconds, repeat it a couple times. Get the major muscle groups, though. So when we talk major muscle groups, we're talking about the calves, we're talking about the quads, the hamstrings, the biggest muscle of them all, the butt, uh, mm. definitely important to get a stretch of that. And then we're talking about the trunk and then the shoulders, the triceps, the biceps, and of course the neck. And uh, basically if you capture a lot of those major muscle groups, I think I forgot one, a really important one is the pec muscles. Those are the muscles that we're all sitting with our shoulders rounded forward. Those are very important. And especially if you're a golfer, those are muscles that need to be relaxed uh, because they're used very uh very stressfully during a golf swing so you know what grant that sounds like a lot it sounds yeah. like okay if i have to, if i have to do a stretch for for all of those things it's going to take a while how how much should no. we be doing how long should this take no, like you can probably get all the major muscle groups in, in five to seven minutes if you're holding a stretch for okay. 30 to so seconds. And especially if you've had a bit of a cool down. So if you've been very active, you don't need more than a 10-minute post-activity stretch okay. to, to alleviate a lot of the problems that you might have. So that's why I say stick to the major muscle groups. Now with golf, again, I, I do want to, and, and some of the other, again, I keep, I want to go back. I think I just want to say golf. <laughs> to feel better. I think better. you just want to golf. <laughs> I do. But for those for those of you who do golf and and I guess run as well and a lot of the other exercises, I think we should probably talk about the core. And it's it's a word that's almost used um taken for granted. Oh, work your core. And I think people just think, well, that means I need to do abdominal exercises or strengthen yeah. my lower back. And I think I want to take a moment to talk to, about what the core, what core means. And to me, core isn't just being strong. It's actually about coordination. So if you're thinking about core, think about the ability to contract the muscles when they need to be contracted. And so a lot of these core workouts you hear they'll say don't forget tighten your belly tighten your belly the key isn't just tightening your belly it's tightening your belly while you're doing other activities so all core exercise is it's a neuromuscular it's a coordination it's that you get the muscles that need to be firing firing when they should be and so as an example laying on your back with your feet bent you know just at mm -hmm. what we call crook lie imagine pulling your belly button flat against the floor that activates some really important muscles in the transverse abdominus, these lower abdominal muscles. But you know, all you've done there is engage them. What happens when you open a door or you push a lawnmower? You're not laying on the floor. Those muscles won't engage magically unless you train them for those activities. And yeah. so your core is only as strong as how you train it. So an example would be laying on your back now doing that and adding something like a bridge or straightening your leg out or lifting your heel off the floor. Oh. Those are coordinating that activity so that you're actually developing that coordination. So when you need it, they're working. And that's really important information for people. 
people out there. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we talked about what to do beforehand, what to do afterwards, but when you talk about the core, that is something that is throughout the game. It's throughout whatever you're doing and yeah. and, and so very, very important. Oh, my goodness. Grant, let's take a quick break here. It's 317. It's another edition of Fit After 40 with Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. We're talking about getting back active as things start to warm up. We're focusing a little bit more in on golf, but it really applies to just about any sport out there that you might be thinking of getting back into. Grant Fedork checking in this afternoon. It's Fit After 40, of course. Grant from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. Grant, um, one of the things just on the on the golf front, I was thinking about the last time uh, I played golf or, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd rather watch golf. And, and you see the golfers <laughs> bend down and, you know, the leg yep. comes back when they're grabbing the ball out of the hole or whatever it is. And in even doing that, it there it's so easy to tweak something or hurt something. That whole bending properly is so important. That bucket yeah. you've talked about in the past. That's right. And that's why actually you'll see them put that leg out because it, what they're doing is by tilting their their body it's more hips it's happening less mm. through their back so that's actually a very good strategy for lifting okay. something and keeping your spine in a neutral position as you extend that leg out you know and it's actually very smart so yes absolutely be prepared and know that even a lift for something simple and as spring comes around it's going to be that bag <laughs> of leaves or that bag of grass and again I, I can't tell you every season I can predict what's going to come in right now we're <laughs> seeing everybody in about six weeks from the ice melting and the snow melting and underneath that it's sheer ice yeah. and so lots of slips and falls so be prepared wear proper footwear get on you know those clips on the on the shoes so that you're walking don't put your golf shoes on they're not great on ice <laughs> but something that's got good stud kind of protection for yourself so you don't fall and yes be careful when you are lifting bend from the knees and try to keep your posture in a good position like we were talking from that core if you've got a strong core if you've got good yeah. coordination when you bend from your trunk it's actually going to have less of a bend through your trunk and more keeping that spine in a neutral position so it's very very important grant i, almost, I only have a few minutes left with you and guess what a bunch uh -huh. of questions are coming in so let's uh, okay. fire through this lauren says uh, he overdid it on the stationary bike and walking he got bursitis and he says was that ever painful what's the best way to treat that yeah, so if it's a bursitis, it depends on where it is. We often look for the structures that are putting stress on the bursa. The bursa itself is just a fluid-filled sac that separates the tendon from the bone, and they exist throughout the body. Mm. And what can happen is that bursa is actually, as it gets inflamed, it occupies space. It shouldn't. So the inflammation causes pain, but so does the fact that it's expanded and it's no longer its simple size. And so we need to take the stress off the structure. So depending on where it is, I'd have to know which kind of bursa it is. I would, we would get in there and actually try to reduce some of the tension across it, reduce the inflammation. Now, if it's brand new, ice, if it's been around for a little while, you actually want to help your body disperse that inflammation and swelling. And so we'd switch to heat after about 72 hours. Heat's the way to go. Yes, even with an inflamed bursa. Believe it or not, I know I said it here. I'll probably get a bunch of people <laughs> saying, what? It's inflamed. Why would I heat it? Well, that's what you do when you've got inflammation that's not going away. You actually use heat. Um, the other thing that people can do is NSAIDs. So non-steroidal anti-inflammatories work well if it's an acute problem. Talk to your pharmacist or your doctor. I'm not either. Um, so make sure that you're, they're right for you, but that's the Advils of the world or, or um, a leave, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. So Trucker Trav says, Jay, not really a question, just in capital letters, sciatic nerve pain. <laughs> so Trucker Trav, it sounds like, he, you know, he's a trucker. He's probably, you know, doing long hauls that sitting is causing some grief. Uh, sciatica yep. is just awful what do we do right well and remember i always say sciatica just describes where it goes so we want to know what's causing the sciatica mm. so what's compressing that either the peripheral nerve as it comes out of the spine or the nerve as it travels down the leg so it can be from it could be something like the seat or a change in his posture sitting or it could be coming from the back or the hip so if it's an arthritic hip we need to address that if it's a disc problem in the lower back we need mm. to address that so the key answer to that that is with sciatica we need to know why you have the sciatica then we treat it from there not vice versa come see me with sciatica and here's the treatment as i always say you know for a, car a carpenter if all you have is a hammer everything's a nail well we're not that we want to make sure that we've got the right tools for the right problem at the right time all right one more claire says uh, she's a walker and she's uh, overdone it for the first time in her life she's dealing with uh, pain she's calling it arthritis pain in the ball of her foot she says the over-the-counter orthotics aren't helping and i'd rather leave meds for a last resort any suggestions yeah absolutely pain in the ball of the foot is most often and again this is radio advice so please come mm -hmm. see us we can give you much better but oftentimes it's from metatarsalgia which is inflammation around the capsule of the the foot your joints throughout the body the synovial joints have something that are called a capsule it's like a balloon that surrounds every single joint and that capsule can become irritated inflamed and even scarred if you don't deal with it so with metatarsalgia the key is to actually again alleviate some of the stress on that capsule get the inflammation to settle down and get a person to actually start walking properly because when they start getting off of that forefoot it leads to other problems and it can be successfully treated we treat it all the time so please give us a call we'd be happy to help out all right, leadingedgephysio.com is the website. You can get in touch there. You can find out all sorts of information. You can send a message to a physiotherapist. There's a link there that says Ask the Physio. Grant Fedork, Leading Edge Physiotherapy, always great to talk with you, and thanks for the great tips. And hopefully by the next time we're talking, the snow might be gone. And you'll be able yeah. to get out golfing. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, let's all get out golfing. So I hope to see everybody out on the course this summer. And uh, you yourself, let's uh, let's tee it up, Jalen. I wouldn't. I all would right. love to see you smash a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is it? Drive for show, putt for dough. No, I, uh, no, no. Yeah. It's all drive, drive, <laughs> drive. How far did you drive it? Two hundred yards. Two, three hundred yards. Where yeah. did it go? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs>